You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If you're on hold, stay there. I want to get all your comments, but first, let's bring on in Gary Smith, who covers Tulane football for TheWaveReport.com, also a contributor to The Advocate and NOLA.com as Tulane camps get set to uh, open up. Gary, thanks for joining us tonight. How are you, man? I'm glad to be on the show. Yep, Tulane had their opening practice this morning, um, and and I've been covering the team directly for for eight years, and I've never seen a team as confident as, as this group is this year from the coaches down to the players. Well, it's good to hear you say that because it seems like such a massive year. And I know every year, you know, coaches will say, oh, this is a big year for us. But but coming off that bowl season and to continue the momentum there, if they don't want to go back to the same old Tulane, you know, go five and seven, miss uh, miss the postseason, it seems like a pretty darn big year, Gary. Yeah, and, and Willie Fritz admits it. Um, that he, he point he, he he well knows Tulane's history. That that Tulane has only been to back to back bowls once in its history, and that war, war hasn't been to back to back bowls since 1979 and 1980, and hasn't ever won back to back bowls in consecutive years. He understands that, and he and, and that Tulane has only had six winning seasons in the last 37 years. But when you look at this team, uh, it. A, it tied for the division championship in the AAC West last year at five and three with Memphis and Houston, and blew out Memphis, which which represented the the division in the AAC championship game. And Tulane returns eight defensive starters, eight of its top nine defensive linemen, its top four running backs, its starting quarterback, a receiver who almost had a thousand yards, got a transfer, grad transfer from Oklahoma State with 167 career catches. If a team with more tradition than Tulane had all of those parts back, there'd be a lot of people touting them as a real legitimate contender to win the conference championship. That's not the case with Tulane. People are talking about them as a dark horse because history comes into play. Yeah, <laughs> Tulane you know, hasn't won a championship, and, and I understand that, but there, there's a lot of parts on this team to be optimistic about. It's not just people, because you know, everybody's optimistic before the year starts, but Tulane actually has the concrete reasons to be confident it's a team that was two and five last year and then won five out of its last six games and returning almost almost everybody and 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 so there's reason for these guys to be confident it's not just spouting empty you know cliches at this time yeah isn't it weird how prestige and cachet uh, cloud all these supposedly objective Mm -hmm. preseason polls and opinions i mean just an analogy my alma mater gary is washington state university i saw sports Mm -hmm. illustrated tweet out something the last seven years under mike leach every single year they have outperformed their their preseason media poll (laughs) and maybe tulane's gonna go through something here it's so funny we're supposed to be objective but it's not it is it's like again, Tulane, and I did not have a vote at the uh, AAC media days, but there were 30 people who had votes, and Tulane got zero votes to, to win the AAC West. Now, I'm, I'm not saying Tulane is going to win it. I'm just saying that if Tulane had a little more cachet and, and tradition in the past, with all of those people returning and the way it ended last season, it would have gotten several votes at least to uh, to, to win the division. Seeing as how it tied for the division championship last year, anyway. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and on the back of that, all the guys coming back, you wrote a, a piece yesterday mm-hmm. talking about, well, they're they're bringing in new stock to, to bolster yeah. around that, all the grad mm-hmm. transfers that Willie Fritz has brought yeah. in, right? Yeah, it's a huge deal. I mean, I obviously, yeah, uh, you, you start with Justin McMillan, who came in, in um, right before the season last year, and uh, 
and and that that's a tough assignment right there. He, can, he comes in five days before the season ends up starting. Yeah, he, he had a line today when when he threw his first touchdown pass against Memphis last year. He threw it to Darnell Mooney. He didn't even know Darnell Mooney's name <laughs> when Darnell Mooney crossed the goal line. He was still just trying to learn what the plays were and what was going on. He's in his second year. Then they get Jay, um, Jalen McCleskey, the receiver from, from Oklahoma State, who, who wanted to come play for his dad, who's an assistant at Tulane. This guy was a four-star recruit coming out of high school who was very productive for a Big 12 school. Then they get an Ivy Leaguer and Christian Piano to come in. He's a three-year starter, um, and, 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 and he helps Tulane at two positions because he's taken over at center, and he's allowed Jesuit product Corey Dublin to go back to guard. Corey Dublin started at guard as a true freshman and then moved to center last year, but he's better at guard than he is at center. So if Montana plays well, that's helping Tulane at two spots at once on, 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 the, on the offensive line. And, and then they've got three other guys coming in um, that may not start but should, should be contributors because they know how good they can be this year. And, and, and it's a huge deal. Uh, it, this, this grad transfer um, gravy train has really helped Tulane because they basically only lost one guy to it in the time that Willie Fritz has been here. And they've, they've gained seven, seven guys in, 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 in that deal. And, and I think it will make it, it, it could be the, the difference between playing in the AAC championship game and not for Tulane this year. We're chatting with Gary Smith, who covers Tulane for The Advocate and TheWaveReport.com. He's on Twitter at GareSmith, G-U-E-R Smith. Let's go back to Justin McMillan. He was mm-hmm. kind of a, a shot in the arm for this program late in the season yeah. after Jonathan Banks' problems. Is he mm-hmm. fully acclimated now to this offense? Is he going to be kind of the guy that we saw even in the in training camp in camp for LSU last year who was really battling Joe Burrow for the starting yeah. job? Right. He, he should be. Um, I, it, it, it's hard to say for sure because, I mean, he, he wasn't always great last year. He made, he made some big plays, but, but how, how could he possibly have been great when you, when you get thrown into a system right before the season started? He did throw – he had a few bad picks in games that, that um, almost turned the Navy game around from a win when they had a huge lead to, to an almost loss. But he made plays with both his feet and his arms. And, yeah, he's at, he, now he does have – Yet again, another offensive coordinator. He's had a different offensive coordinator in every year of his college football career. Um, um, Tulane brought in Will Hall this year, but he did have all of spring practice w- with Will Hall to, to, to go through. And you, you just got to believe that he should be a better quarterback this year than he, than he was last year. And, and, and he went 5-1 and one as a starter last year. So, yeah, I mean, he only completed about 51% of his passes. That number needs to go up. And, again, with the familiarity he has with his teammates that he didn't have last year, um, that should happen this year. And I, I think he's the key. I think if he plays great, Tulane really is a championship contending team that, that, could, that has a real good chance to play in the AAC championship game. If he plays a little inconsistent, it probably won't happen. Now we're all going to be watching what happens uptown New Orleans. Uh, I'll end with this, Gary. Um, everything that happened the last couple of weeks over at LSU, the one thing that it did, or one of the things it did, was shine the spotlight on how many people are willing to give to that football program to improve mm-hmm. the facilities, among many other things, sure. of course. Tulane, with the hype around this team, what they're seeing Willie Fritz doing, is that starting to matriculate its way to the alumni and the boosters for Tulane? Is, is that happening? It's going to take a while uh, on that front, and we're comparing apples to oranges sure, there sure. to some extent. But, but it's interesting. Willie Fritz yesterday, he pointed out he likes the situation at Tulane now just because all of their facilities are in the same place. He, he's coached a lot of places where the academic support is on one side of campus. Sometimes the weight room is, is, is a little trek. Practice fields are a little trek. 
He loves the fact that every single um, facility at Tulane is right there at the Wilson Center and, and right next to Yolman Stadium. He says it's helped the coaches. He says he says sometimes coaches don't see their players that often. He sees them all year long four or five times a day because they're always passing his office um, going going to, just for academics or whatever uh, um, around there. And uh, Tulane doesn't have to compete with the – those SEC schools that LSU is trying to compete with on that front. But, but in terms of just alumni support, crowd support, all of that stuff, it takes consistent winning. And Tulane for so long has been a consistent loser. Uh, that's, that's what Willie Fritz wants to change. Like, like you said, he, he, Tulane went six and six last year, eked into a bowl game, won the bowl game. That was a great accomplishment for Tulane, but Willie Fritz says that's not why he came to Tulane. He, he, that, that to him is the absolute minimum. He, 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 wants, he wants to have that program that's a consistent bowl team every year, which we haven't really seen from Tulane ever. And if, if he sticks around and, 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 and continues recruiting like, he, like he's been recruiting, Tulane's ranked in the top 50 in the country right now by, by rivals and I think 24-7 sports, it can happen. He's Gary Smith. He covers Tulane football for thewavereport.com, also a contributor to The Advocate. Follow his work there and also on Twitter at Gary Smith. Gary, I always appreciate the chats, and I know we'll talk to you a lot more as the season progresses. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to your phone calls on Michael Thomas, on Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, and Sports Libs still to come before the show wraps up. It's the last lap on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.